Time for rolling. The right targets. That is one trade. T Tigers is still pretty healthy. Tries to jump in. He finds one. This is a big turnaround for Liberation X. They might get the third. They might find an ace here. On to Lost Boy Top. Surrey Strike is not oh. enough. Gosling goes down. He might go for Donna Twips. He's going to get one. He's got to get two. Lost Boy oh, Top. Lost Boy Top. He does it. He gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret. He lives two. Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Inglis and Crude Sloth. It's Time for Rolling what's going on guys endless here uh on this episode we are doing a little bit of preview slash how 2.8 has been going so far looking into autumn season and then we will be also doing some predictions for autumn season i'm joined as always by crude sloth what's up man how's it going pretty good and then we have our new co-host uh the ever knowledgeable belligerent how's it going I'm pretty well, glad to be here. Point eight then, which is still all esports uh, relevant, talking about any changes in the update 2.8. We'll be playing on update 2.8 because there's not going to be another update by the time this weekend happens. Um, So we can go through, kind of break down the the update notes that are important for uh, esports. I guess we can start with item changes specifically. The first one we can kind of talk about is an item removed slash an item uh, added that kind of go together. We have the Halcyon Potions have been removed and they've been replaced with the Healing Flask. Uh, The Healing Flask is, uh, this item is, let's see, it blocks 115 to 500 damage based on hero level level and recovers 30% health and energy over the next five seconds. So we have, and this is, you start with this item and it'll be an item that I've heard competitive players not really be a fan of as of right now. And then we also have each hero has been changed to get uh, plus one health regen and plus one energy regen. Uh, what have you been seeing so far, Belligerent, with this, these major item changes, I would say? Uh, with the healing flask, um, from what I've seen and heard, the cooldown is too long. I think it probably needs to be dropped to 90 seconds. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that happen, but... I do also know that they're focusing right now on all of you know the healing in the game and kind of nerfing that. So yeah. they might want to keep it there. The thing that, that makes me, I guess, the most nervous for it about this is that it's the same color as Fountain. And I know that <laughs> yeah. sounds sounds silly, but uh, in LA, when our guys were getting some practice matches in on ranked on the 2.8 system, uh, Starboy actually hit the flask instead of his fountain in a in a match. So, um, what I told him was that, all right, well, when we're competing, as soon as you complete your fountain, you need to sell the flask because we just can't have that. We can't risk that mistake. I think they personally 
and I know the sound, you know, the color of an item sounds kind of goofy, but I think they need to change the color of it to red, like the old potions used to be or something. Uh, right. I do think that I like that it gives you barrier. So it's kind of like a mini reflex block in a way. Uh, I think the, the 30% health is good and 30% health and energy, but it being over five seconds just takes too long for it to have the effect. I think they probably need to drop that to three seconds. Even if they're going to keep the 120 second cooldown, I think the five seconds is just going to be too long. The longer cooldown, and which this is something I've heard being talked about through me watching videos and stuff is just, you know, if you win a team fight and then you have, you know, the, the enemy jungler has to use that flask. Now you have this window of them, you know, it used to be where you could just go buy potions and you would just heal up, take a tree in, but now it's like you kind of were just waiting around, maybe low health. So is that going to be a time that now you can kind of go dominate their jungle and kind of like throw off the enemy laner, or is that going to be an actual, is that going to actually affect the jungle? I mean, it's possible that it affects it to some extent. Uh, and I know there's an animation when they use it, but I don't know. I mean, maybe the pro players are going to pick up on it and be able to see when somebody pops that flask. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely gives you some time there where you can take advantage of it, knowing that they don't have their healing flask up, uh, especially if in that same team fight they also use fountain, so you know all of their healing is down. So it does create a window there for teams to take advantage of, especially the really good teams that are paying attention to the animations and when things were used and stuff like that. And, and if they really are paying attention to like the clock, so they know when it's down, uh, that could, that could really exploit that, uh, with it being a, a two minute cool down. So I mean, staying on the healing train, the fountain of renewal, that cooldown time has been increased from 60 to 75. Um, you know, so, I mean, do you think Fountain will still kind of be the first item to get, or do you think that'll change? I mean, how much do you think that'll affect gameplay, if at all? I think that there is potential there to maybe make Fountain a second item. I don't think it's going to... I think it will still be a primarily first item, but if you're running a specific comp, like Wrecked was well known for his uh, Stormcrown Lyra when uh, Gangstars wanted to just really try and push down that first turret quickly, uh, you could get away with something like something a little off like that with a like a Stormcrown Lyra, even though she's not as good as it because she's lost her range now. But if you wanted to try to do something where you were going to put something on your captain first or faster to try to get ahead in a certain area like that. Like we used to do with Stormcrown Lyra on Gangstars. You know, we'd take like Kestrel and Stormcrown Lyra and just try to barrage their, their first turret down in the first few minutes. Right. I think you could get away with something like that a little better now having the healing flask there. But at the same time, if you get in a team fight and everybody has to pop their healing flask, and you don't have a fountain, now you're looking at two minutes before you have healing again. Yeah, and that... So, it's risk-reward there. Yeah, and that's what later on we'll talk about, but this little video that Playoff Beard had put in the update notes. They kind of talk about how they're trying to, you know, instead of teams just only fighting when they're healthy, they're trying to maybe cause fights more when teams are 
you know, low and put other teams at risk. But, I mean, to me, you have two full minutes. I just don't see why you don't just port home and then restart the rotation again. Like, there's really no need. I still I still feel like players are just going to play it safe. They're still going to port home. Yeah, but you, you have to keep in mind there that if you port home, you just gave the team an advantage. Now, sometimes they don't see that you ported home. Right. Um, but if they know you're low and you're running, um, you know, if it comes into that where like it's a team fight and one team is losing the fight, so they disengage and they retreat to stay alive. Well, the pro players know that those guys are going to, and most of the time, port home. Like you'll see times where teams will get in the team fight and they don't get any kills, but the other team got so low that they just know they have to port, so they start taking cracking because they know the other team has to go home if they come back then they know they're all going to be low. Uh, so if you get in a, a, a situation like that where they're porting back, it's forcing them to port back, well, now you just opened the opportunity for me to go take your crystal century, to go take your jungle camps, to, to push your turret down, something like that. So every port home is still an opportunity, right. especially early game where all you have are tier one boots, mm. right, which are, you know, those, those are really just an upgrade from sandals to walking shoes. So <laughs> you you still have, you're still creating openings by forcing them to port home. Yeah, it makes sense. Hmm. All right, so our uh, for our last item change, uh, Echo's nerfed by about five seconds, basically. Um, thoughts on this and how this will affect, if at all? Uh, I think the Echo nerf, is probably going to hit Grace the hardest. Um, and I know we'll get into the heroes in a little bit, but Grace also got a nerf on her Divine Intervention, which I believe is 20 seconds. So if you, you add that 20 second uh, nerf to Divine Intervention plus the additional five seconds to Echo, yeah, now you're talking about when you pop your echo in a team fight, you now have an additional 25 seconds that echo is going to be on cooldown. So that's going to help with those double divine interventions. I think teams will legitimately need to start looking at what's better, an echo or a shatter glass. Uh, is it better to echo 600 heal twice, or is it better to just do 1200 heal all at once? Um, so. Or you could be like Gabe Vizzle and just be ahead so far that you get an Echo and a Shatter Glass. We did see him do that a couple times in LA. <laughs> this is this is true, and if you're that far ahead, I mean that's that's just ridiculous. But yeah, uh, I think that's where we're going to see Echo hit the hardest. Is that is that Grace? I don't think it's like the Echo Lance that has come out. I don't think it's going to affect it all that much because. When you're echoing Lance, you're doing it on Githian Wall, which has like a four-second cooldown. So uh, the cooldown on Echo is almost nil at that point. Right. Um, so, the other big one, I would say, though, that would affect too. Yeah, it, it'll, but it's it's still really only five seconds, and I yeah. the cooldown on his. I don't remember what the cooldown on his fearsome shade is at the moment, but it's a pretty significant cooldown. So, I mean, you're basically, you get to echo your fear once during a team fight, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, and even then, you will still have, 
rate the, the actual ability will come off a of cooldown. So you'll still have at least one disengage there. Um, and, and it'll be easier to play around that, I think, than it will the Grace heal. Uh, because I'm, I don't remember any off the top of my head, but I'm sure that there's been some team fights that have lasted long enough for them to go through that cycle more than once. The last, the last team fight of Immortals and uh, Cloud9, the one that like everyone was talking about, I think Gabe used uh, his Diviner mention like more than twice, a hundred percent. Right, he got through it and got to use it almost three times. Yeah, so the you know that's it's it's gonna play some significance there on Grace. Yeah, and I'm I'm guessing that's probably the hero that they targeted with that change. Right. All right, so moving on, um, when Poison Shiv was released as a new item, I mean, it didn't necessarily hit everyone as the must-build thing. Uh, we do have a new item, another item, I guess, since we did just talk about the healing flask, but the uh, Spell Sword is a new item for particularly weapon carries. It's kind of, Vainglory says, to fill two holes with uh, weapon carries not having enough energy since they consume, you know, like a Ringo type or maybe even a Kestrel. Some of the things or the details of this item is a basic attack grant you three energy and it's nine on heroes. Uh, its build path is six cents in chronograph, 90 weapon power, 35% cooldown, uh, 2.5 energy recharge. So is this going to be something that will hit uh, VG8 right away or is it going to take a while for pro players to kind of feel it out? I almost feel like anything that's not like seriously overpowered takes a little bit for pro players to want to embrace. I have some ideas about where spell sword is going to fit or some things that you can do with spell sword that I'm not going to say here because those are competitive, but I do think that spell sword will have a significant impact. I mean, if you 35% cooldown is I believe greater than storm crown cooldown. Um, so that's significant ability cooldown and 90 weapon power is now the second strongest weapon power item in the game. So even just as a weapon power item, it has a place. Um, I don't know how much effect the energy regen is going to have because like in, in just, I haven't got to play 2.8 a lot, but in my little bit of testing, it really doesn't seem to, like, like, I still, like, I've tried putting it on Ringo and Kestrel, and I still feel like I just burn through their energy just as fast. Um, I could see it in some situations where, like, if you're in the middle of a team fight, it gets you just enough to get that one extra ability off, uh, but it's not like it's, you know, it's not like you're refilling your energy every fifth attack or something like yeah. that. But I think the cooldown is significant, and I think the weapon power is significant. Um, I think okay. it will have its place in certain certain situations, but I don't foresee uh, like I and I could be wrong, but I don't foresee like a poison shift tension bow thing happening, you know, where like everybody put poison shift tension bow on every weapon carry in the entire game. Yeah. Um, I don't see that necessarily happening with Spell Sword, but I do think there are some 
unique things that we could see happen with it. Sweet. All right. So another, I guess, uh, thing they decided to change with the turret, the, the outermost turret, uh, the health is down from 4,000 to 3,000. And it, the bounty also now only pays out 200 gold compared to 300 gold. So I guess kind of talk about maybe how this will affect strategy, if it will affect strategy, um, you know, with that turret not being worth as much, maybe not trying to rush it. Obviously, your end goal is still to get through all the turrets. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know how much it will affect it. Yeah, I think there's going to be a significant effect there on one hand. But on the other hand, I, you know, I just don't know yet. We'll have to see. But with them trying to put so much more emphasis in jungle by you making the first turret <clears throat> excuse me by you making the first turret of an easier target you're just right you're like you got heart uh, two horses pulling the cart in separate directions yeah <clears throat> so teams are going to have to figure out how to balance between we need to duo jungle now because there's extra gold in there. Uh, there's more temptation for people to invade our jungle. And then, right, like, so the counter to that is, all right, well, if a team is invading our jungle, we can just push lane and take their turret faster now. So, and I, I think that creates a unique balance where, yes, they're trying to put the emphasis back in jungle and, people are going to try to steal jungle more they're going to try to take over the jungle kind of kind of in the old days right where you would push somebody out of their jungle and then just try and starve them out however if you do that then we can just push down your turret to kind of counter that maneuver right uh, which which will open up now opens up your jungle to us it opens up more map control to us so um i don't see really the gold change as being that significant i mean you're talking 300 gold as a team uh that's like a tier one item uh, right. that it lost but i don't think it's going to make it any less of a target but heroes or heroes teams are going to have to be much more cognizant of what's going on up in the lane as where you'll see sometimes where like a team will rotate down as three into the jungle to take a 3v2 team fight or something and in the past, you've been able to, right, you let the enemy laner push the lane and, and get a little bit of damage on your turret, but you could rotate up and push them back out in order to save that turret. Now you have less time, right, because it has less health. So there's going to, like, the macro play of the game is going to be significant because of that turret change. Right. Uh, all right. So. Moving on to our next topic, we got, I mean, they said, you know, their SEMC is trying to work on this jungle strategy a little bit. I'm going to kind of run through all the, like, some of the bullet points and then whatever you want to talk about, whatever you think is important or what will affect the game left, less, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. Ambient gold changed uh, for the lane in the jungle. Uh, the gold mine has a bunch of changes, but most importantly, its fill time is down from four minutes to three minutes, and the max gold's up from 300 to 400. Uh, Crystal Sentry's area of protection, and then uh, the jungle camps. You know they've reduced the uh, the, the amount of damage the front and the back camps do. Uh, what do you think has you know what 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 do you think about all this? 
So this is sometimes where I get confused about what exactly SEMC is trying to accomplish. They talk about putting the emphasis back in the jungle. They uh, slash some of the healing stuff to make the jungle a little more, you know, like you can't get through all your jungle camps in order, you know, and still get ambushed and live through it. But now you're making the jungle camps easier to take. So it feels like it, I'm not exactly sure how that works in unison. If my jungle camps are easier to take, but you're trying, I don't know. Um, I think the gold up from the gold miner is going to be significant, especially in the max fill time. So let's see. Gold miner spawns. Gold miner spawned immediately, right? Or does it spawn at four minutes? I think it spawns uh, immediately now. Okay, which means the that gold just splits. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I'm tri- like, there's so many different. Uh, for some reason, I'm drawing a blank, and I don't remember if it. I think it's up immediate. I don't. I don't remember. Well, because That's let's really see if it is. I don't know that if it is up immediately. <laughs> It takes no, so it must come up at four minutes because I don't think yeah. the gold mine is full when the jungle intensifies. Yeah, I don't think it is either. Okay, so if it spawns at four minutes into the game, now that gives it until so from four to fifteen is eleven. So you're talking how many three gold mines? Yeah, so you're gonna get like an extra filled gold mine right. with this with this max time down. Sorry, probably not fun for the listeners to hear me doing math in my head. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you get a – I mean, if teams are on it and rotating on it, I mean, you're talking an additional – that's like an additional turret, right? Because yep. if you get all three of those gold mines, that's an additional 300 per. So you're looking at an additional 900. That's like an additional turret. Where it's 400 gold. now. Right, right, but that's that's an additional hundred. Okay. He's gold, saying, yeah, hundred right? for each. Got it, got it. And then hundred for each uh, hero. So total, if you are able to take three max gold mines, you're getting an additional turret worth of gold. Right. So that's going to be significant. Uh, I think that so the rotations on that are going to be much more important, right? As where sometimes you can just ignore the gold mine. Sometimes you can just leave it, let it go uncontested. Um, if teams are really on it, you're, there's going to have to be more fighting there. There's going to have to be more defending the gold mine there. So, uh, but the health up, um, right? The health is now, is it up? No, it's down. No, it's up. For the, the per level. It's, uh, are you looking at the update notes? Yeah, I'm look, trying to look at the health. So health is up from 1,200 plus 200 per level. Right. I believe they level up every minute. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think that's how it works. Um, so they say it's, it has more health now. So it's worth more, but it's going to be tougher to take, right? So you, ha- you have to be careful. It's uh, like... With the gold mine and the crystal sentries, they keep saying like the damage is down, but the damage is down. However, the attack speed is up, and there's a slow now. So, from what I found, they're more dangerous now than they were before. Yeah, you know, especially if you're talking about team fighting around them. So teams are really going to have to be careful about 
baiting, right? How many times have we seen a team try to bait a team fight by, you know, poking the gold mine or taking the gold mine but waiting for the other team to show up so they can turn on them? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're baiting with the gold mine, your team is getting hit with the slow throughout your team fight. So you're in it's it's far more dangerous i think to bait with you know around the or bait with the gold miner than it was before uh because you have a 35 percent slow that falls off over 1.4 seconds and so whoever is tanking that damage is now not only fighting the other team and taking damage from the gold miner but they're getting hit with uh a frost burn that's slow yeah <laughs> A frost burner, a shiver steel, or I don't know the exact slow stats right off the top of my head, but you know it's a falling off over 1.4 seconds. Well, their attack speed is up, so guess what? So that falls off, and then it hits you again. It right. falls off, and it hits you again. So you're just <laughs> constantly slowed. So teams baiting with the gold mine, I think, are going to be far more dangerous than they used to be. Uh, I also think that it's going to be more dangerous to fight teams around the crystal century, not because it's doing more damage, but because that slow is a significant disadvantage for teams. And so I think that we're going to have to see the macro play, the rotations, the like C9, C9 will get a kill. Doesn't matter if it's one kills, two kills, or they get an ace. Once they get a kill, they go take an objective. Uh, the teams that are going to be at the top of the list, right? We made our ranks, but I will tell you that the teams that end up at the top of the list will be the ones that master the macro play. Right. Because I think these changes are going to significantly change the macro play. Because even so like, when you say, hold on, when, when you say like this, and we were talking before the podcast that like this was basically SCMC's um, idea of trying to get, you know, they say the uh, the captain babysitting in the lane. This is trying to get them back down into the jungle. Agreed? Um, yes and no. I mean, I, I, I know we had talked like you don't think that will actually happen, but this is what they're trying to do. You mean with the gold miner? No, no. I'm just saying like the jungle strategy in general. Like this, I mean, making all these changes to, to like the jungle camps, the gold miner, all that stuff, the damage from the, from the, uh, the, the camps. Well, see, I think, like, the, the only thing, unless I'm missing something and destroying it, Blake, but the only thing that shows me that the the captain needs to go back into the jungle with the duo jungling is just that they, they're going to get more experience, they're going to get more gold. So a captain that's not rotating through the jungle is going to fall far, significantly behind a captain who is rotating through the jungle. Um, right. However, jungle camps being easier to take does not encourage the captain to be there. Like, remember, I don't know, probably in the the one point whatever patches before they really changed the jungle, right? Like, you used to always rotate as two because you needed the captain to tank that damage. Take the jungle hit. But now the jungle camps are weaker. Right. Right, they just dropped the health, so... The only one is just, for me, the ambient gold and the shared experience is the only thing that tells me that the captain needs to duo jungle with the jungler because, like, gold miner has all these stats, but you're not getting hit by it unless you attack it. Uh, Crystal Sentry has all these, you know, all 
same stats, but you're not, you know, that's just pushing you out of the jungle more. And generally, gold mine and crystal sentry are going to be team fights anyway. So that's why I said sometimes I feel like they're trying to push something and maybe I'm just dumb and I can't see it. But it feels like on one hand, with the gold and the experience, they're trying to encourage the duo jungling. But with everything else, they're trying to push it away. It was like right. when they took the shop away and didn't make it spawn for four minutes because there were too many team fights happening around that shop that would then result into snowballing. And then like the very next patch or the second update after that, something like that, they put the elder train back there. So they gave us something to fight over in the center of the jungle again. It's like, well, either you want us having team fights over the center of the jungle or you don't. Uh, <laughs> it feels like sometimes it goes, they pull one direction and then somebody else, some, another change they do pulls in the opposite direction. And these like the slow and the, like I've, like I said, I've played a few matches, not many, but a few matches on 2.8. And I just want to stay away from the crystal century. Now I don't want to go in there because that slow is ridiculous. So yes, some of it, wants to bring that dual jungle back but like the gold miner and the crystal sentry stuff tells me that it's going to be a lot more about the lane right it's going to be a lot more about taking those team fights or maybe it's taking team fights trying to defend your middle tree but it's going to be about trying to get the crystal sentry gone it's teams are now going to have to find safe times to take the gold miner because it's going to take them longer to take the gold miner and it's going to affect them more if they're baiting with the gold mine. Right. Unless they're smart and they bait with the gold mine, like over in their tri bush. And as soon as the other team shows up, they jump out of the leash range for the gold mine and make it turn back on the other team. There could be some strategy there, but this tells me like, I don't want with the gold miner or crystal century because you can't a, t a team fight where one of your teammates is constantly at percent slow it's not an advantage right so i i feel like it's like i said like it's going in two different directions with what they're trying to do well, I mean, you okay. said before that the the players kind of decide the meta no matter what. So, I mean, SCMC is trying to push it in this direction, but the meta is going to, they're going to, or the players are going to decide what they really want to do with it. I mean, if you look at the ambient gold, like the lane now, whoever's sitting in the lane, they're not getting as much shared gold from the lane. They would get more if they're in the jungle. So it may even come down to, you know, if your laner is missing, you know, your laner can't fall behind. Because if your laner falls behind the other laner, that means the other captain's getting more shared gold that way which that's that's how it's always been but i mean you've even said that you may just see your laner you know rotate more to share more ambient gold in the jungle maybe not your captain yeah. i mean i mean teams will have to decide like where their strength is and how they want to approach it but just keep them like the extra ambient gold doesn't necessarily need to go to the captain we are we're already seeing you know teams will start off with the captain in the tri-bush and the carry in the jungle duo duoing in the backs right 
you know, now if you find, like, if you push the wave up and it's a time, you know, where you could, it, that's an opportunity for your carry to do a rotation through the jungle with the jungler and just get more gold and we'll see them hit item spikes a lot faster, right? Like they've been, like they've started showing some of those stats, like this player reaches their first tier item, first tier three item at five minutes and 32 seconds. There's a very good possibility we start seeing those stats drop Mm -hmm. significantly uh, if teams are rotating their carries through the jungle because you'll be able to get all the gold up in the lane, make a rotation through your jungle and pick up all that ambient gold, and now you're hitting your your item spikes earlier in the game. But if you're doing that, you are sacrificing your captain so your protection might be behind. So it's gonna, there's going to be a balance there for them uh, to figure out. And it will also depend on the team's composition, right? So for like a team like us, like Nova, right? Truth is our hard carry. Uh, if Truth gets ahead, the other team is really in trouble. So it might benefit us to rotate him through the jungle. I'm not saying that's what we are or aren't going to do. But it might benefit us to rotate him through the jungle because we know if we can get him ahead, he can carry us. As where, you know, a team like C9, for example, who has such a strong captain with uh, Gabe Vizzle, it might be more beneficial for them to rotate Gabe through the jungle so he can hit his items faster. Uh, I think teams will really need to think about their roster as opposed to just thinking of it by role, because the ambient gold going up in the jungle doesn't necessarily just help the captain. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. It's like we've kind of talked about before uh, we started this uh, episode. Is just who knows what's going to happen. The players are going to try new things. They're going to have to figure it out. The first weekend will be interesting to see if anything's actually been decided at that point or if it will take a couple of weeks. Um, kind of going into the last thing we're going to talk about for the 2.8 update, uh, we're not going to try to spend too much time on each hero. There is a lot of hero balances uh, for this update. Obviously, they focus a lot on the healing the healing ones, you know, like the Adagio, the Grace, and the Lyra, but, you know, it's kind of... All the heroes that were meta have gotten some changes. Some of the heroes that weren't meta have gotten changes. So we'll try to go through these quickly, talk about the ones that are important, maybe longer than others. Uh, the first one, we see Adagio. Adagio really hasn't been a captain in general. Um, he does get a cooldown re- reduction on his burst of judgment, but a cooldown increase on his gift of fire. Uh, so these changes aren't really going to make him you know, viable for a captain position. Yeah, I think that the, the like Adagio hasn't been a meta captain since uh, spring season. I think this keeps him kind of firmly in that not meta captain, but I think the verse of judgment cooldown helps him as a carry. Uh, so I think we'll see him continue to be a viable pick as a crystal carry. Uh, next, we see Alpha. Alpha has been, you know, a hero that's been crystal weapon. It's had different build paths. This one does increase her core charge weapon ratio increase from a hundred percent to one hundred and ten. Uh, a slight change, but it could be uh, big enough to make Alpha, you know, like another bruiser in the jungle for this upcoming patch. Yeah, absolutely. I think people see ten percent and they go, "Oh, that's not that big." Before people say that's not that big, think about Baron. Baron went from either must ban or must pick to 
really is a potato right. just because they took 10% off of his uh, weapon perk. So 10% is significant. I think that this could potentially, we could potentially see more play, more weapon alpha play, uh, especially with um, kind of this new reemergence of the crystal carry up in the lane. So right. uh, I think this will give us another viable option in jungle for uh, next is Arden, which would be Crude's favorite hero over there. Uh, yep. Gauntlet cooldown, uh, slight cooldown, 110, 190 to 190 and 80. So it's 10 seconds when it's fully upgraded. He'll be able to throw out his gauntlets a little more. Arden's never oh, really... For days. Yeah, he never really leaves, but he's never really like a must ban pick. I, I think this could be significant. Again, 10 seconds is, you know, a lot when you especially yeah. when you're talking about an item as powerful as the gauntlet the other thing that this could do is right now now at level two two your cooldown is the same as it was previously when you overdriven when you over yeah, yeah when you pick the overdrive i don't know what the <laughs> that sentence was but when you pick the overdrive previously it was 90 seconds now you hit 90 seconds at level two so we could also see arden be now if they're comfortable with the 90 second cooldown on the yeah max a and b and just avoid the c altogether so that it's something that we'll have to see if players adapt that baptiste uh you know a captain also a jungler honestly baptiste has been around he's been fun to watch no matter where he's at bad mojo crystal ratio reduced uh five percent and his uh reap his basic attack bonus increased 25 to 35 so maybe getting uh, a little more basic attack power there. Um, just, this doesn't really necessarily affect his maybe captain role, but maybe more of his jungle role. Right, and I think that, again, 5% doesn't sound like a lot, but I think it probably in the end will be. But I th what this does is it makes you... People are playing him like a ranged hero when he's meant to be a melee hero. I think they're trying to pull him more back into that melee range. Uh, I think with the reduction on the crystal ratio, you're just not going to see like right, we've we've all seen those fights where Batiste is there and he's brawling and he's brawling and then suddenly like everybody explodes from a right. empowered bad mojo. Uh, I think that will tone that down just a little bit. So uh, next is Catherine, which is actually a pretty big change, uh, mostly because of the echo change. Um, her merciless pursuit, the energy cost increased is uh, up, which that is important. But really, the blast trimmer is what we kind of see the cooldown increase from uh, 80, 70, 60 to 185, 70. So her blast trimmer is not going to be up near as much. 20 second difference when you upgrade That's it for huge. the very first time. Uh, obviously, with Echo, that can make it, you know, you'd be having her blast trimmer up a lot. So this could be a pretty big, uh, pretty big hit for Catherine. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the Merciless Pursuit one will hurt in people like Starboy who like to try and just stack and stack that perk, especially early game, because that additional energy cost is going to make right lose energy a lot faster. Yeah. Uh, the Blast Tremor one, like Catherine and Grace, who we're about to get to, I think are going to suffer from this combined with the Echo Change the most. Mm -hmm. 
So we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll have to see again, blast tremor is one of those things where generally one echoed blast tremor is enough to finish the fight, right? Either you win the team fight or you lose the team fight. Um, it's not, I don't think it's quite as significant. But yeah. So. All right. Uh, next we have kind of this hero that has returned. So less kind of jungle and lane, especially lane over in LA. Um, she has her heliogenesis. She has the fastest clear in the game, according to NivMet. Um, her damage reduction on heliogenesis and supernova damage reduced. So the supernova damage reduced is, you know, pretty big. That clockwork was really important. A lot of people put an emphasis on clockwork so you could spam this and get those supernovas out as much as possible. Uh, is this going to affect her not only in the lane, but also maybe in the jungle? Celeste and Scarf going to be heroes that are still around in this, this upcoming weekend? I think that I think they'll still be around. Uh, I like like they say here. It's they're doing this more to target like the jungle camp clear. Yeah. If you look um, like the reductions, they still end up in the same place, right? If you overdrive, if you overdrive the heliogenesis, you're still ending up at 300 damage. You're still ending up at 350. So we've always known Celeste to be a late game carries, and that's kind of where she needs to be so i think they're actually accomplishing what they're trying to do with this right here rather than just nerfing her i don't necessarily we might see less of her in the jungle uh, but i don't think it's going to affect it that much overall it's just going to this i think this change maybe more than the changes they made at least when you're jungling with celeste will require more of a dual jungle because she's going to be falling behind and she's always susceptible to early game invades uh, now she just can't get through those jungle camps quite as fast. But late game, you're still looking at the same stats. So she yeah. can still be that late game powerhouse. She's just a little weaker early game. All right, next is Grace. Uh, you already talked about her a little bit. Anything else you want to add to Grace's change? No, I just I think this is probably this coupled with the Echo is probably the most significant change they made in this patch. All right, next we have Grumpjaw, someone we haven't seen around in a while. He used to be a very high uh, pick slash ban. His hangry has been changed, his damage is increased, and his buff duration is increased. So maybe a return of weapon-powered Grumpjaw, maybe? Somebody remind me which one hangry is. Is uh, it the A or the B? Hangry would be the, uh, the B. The no. B? Is it the B? Yeah, I think it's the one that it's, it's not, not the dash. Okay. Um his the names of his abilities have never stuck with me. Um yeah, I I think this we could definitely see some some more weapon grump jaw come back. I don't remember exactly what they did to nerf him originally that that made oh I think it was more that they nerfed uh tension bow that hurt his weapon carry. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this could, this could certainly bring that back. I think they might still have to find a different build besides tension bow, monocle, monocle, but this, this could make him, you know, another brawler. And that's what we need because it was really, it's really just like crawl. And that's about it. As far as weapon brawlers, 
Uh, Rona is really strong, but in a really bad place with all of the stuns that are available now. Right. Uh, so I think Grumpjaw and Alpha coming back is really good for the game because we can see some more of this weapon jungle crystal lane type stuff. Yeah, I mean, speaking of crystal lane, uh, a lot of people say they don't think this is gonna this change that Idris is gonna affect him, but his chakram damage is reduced. So, I mean, this could affect his you know the bursts we saw from Idris on both paths actually. But uh, I think this change down about you know fifteen when you get it fully upgraded on his chakram is gonna be uh, a big nerf to him. Yeah, and it's I'm I'm just looking through the numbers. Really weird because. Except for, well, I guess they make overdriving more significant now. Uh, because every other level was just changed by 15, except for level 4 was changed by 40. Huh. Which is odd yeah. that it's that big of a drop. So, um, but yeah, I mean, and also remember that that could be doubled, right? If it hits you on both paths, it does that damage. Right. Um, when it hits you each time. So you're talking about 30 or at level four you're talking about 80 damage that's being taken away uh i think all of us have gotten hit by a chakram in the middle of a fight and gone that just does way too much damage yeah uh, so i think this uh it'll be significant it in that he won't be i don't think he'll be prioritized i don't see this as making him into a potato because if you go on the crystal path, you're still you're still trying to use your projectiles, uh, and if you're going weapon path, you're still trying to dive in, uh, and and great start brawling. What I do think that this will do is it will make it because one thing that was really cool about Idris when he first came out was that you could throw the chakram, then you could dash or roll and make the chakram pass again. And then you could actually combo that into your shroud step to make it pass again. So you could actually end up hitting something like five or six times. Yeah. But you don't see very many people do that. Uh, Truth is pretty good at getting the, the dash in. So he'll usually make it pass a couple of times. But I think this will put more significance on having the mechanical ability to land that combo, that triple pass combo. Uh, because you need to up the damage on the chakra. Right. But really all I see this doing is taking away kind of some of the free fight poke damage that he can do with the chakra. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, next we have Kestrel. Uh, really not too much for weapon power. The crystal ratio is down 160 to 140. Uh, Niv says this is just based on the, you know, the nerf to the sustain in the game. So she was too aggressive. Uh, early with her, you know, spamming her glimmer shots. So the crystal ratio is down. She won't be as strong. Won't be able to maybe to poke down those turrets as fast. Uh, crystal, uh, crust, kestrel in the lane wasn't really a thing, anyways. But uh, you see a big change for this with a lot of people still putting emphasis on a crystal kestrel in the jungle. Uh, I don't. I don't really see this. I mean, twenty percent. Don't get me wrong. Twenty percent is very significant. Um. She's not going to hurt nearly as much, even with like the double shatter glass, um, double shatter glass clockwork build that you see come out a lot. That's that's going to hit that hard because if you think about it, double shatter glass is what three 
crystal. How and much say it again? I think you broke up there. Th- yeah. 300 crystal on double shattered glass, right? Okay. Uh, I don't know how much shattered glass. I'm yeah, pretty I got sure. the info on that one. <laughs> Do what? I said I ain't got the info on that one, sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure shattered glass does 150 crystal, just like Sorrow Blade does 50 weapon. Right. So you're looking at 300 crystal plus the 40% that Clockwork gives you which would then be an extra 120. So 20 crystal is what you get from that double shattered glass clockwork build that you see on Kestrel a lot. Yeah. And then, so 20% of 420 is 84. So you're losing 84 crystal per glimmer shot. So that's going to be pretty significant. Um, I, she has a like Kestrel isn't an overwhelming hero anyway. Like you have some people like Hyde or I'm the Doom over in EU that are just really good on her, but she's not like a every game pick type thing anyway. She has a very like niche spot. Um, so I think this affects her, but I don't think it really affects the meta in the fact that we're suddenly going to start seeing less and less of it. Yeah. Um, next up, we talked about Crawl a little bit already as one of the the bruisers as in the game. Uh, Dead Man Rush has been reduced, so is Dead, Man's, uh, Dead Man's Rush can't speak. Uh, the barrier is reduced, so uh, maybe that evens out the the lack of sustain from other heroes. Make Cruel not as strong. Uh, you think he'll he'll still be around though? Yeah, I think he'll still be around. Um, it's only. 20 barrier and barrier is one of those things i'm not quite sure on exactly how it works i know it's like barrier and fortified health are essentially the same thing but i'm not exactly sure like i'm not it's one of those stats there's many stats but it's one of those stats in Bangalore that i'm just not clear on what it does but it's just 20 um and a lot of times especially on like a weapon crawl, which is where you see him played, that barrier is really insignificant. It's more about getting to him. And depending on the build, either you're getting there to try and blow him up or you're getting there and just trying to put weakness stacks while your other two uh, teammates burst him down. So I, I, I think crawl is still just fine. All right, then Lyra, uh, we have her cooldown. Of course, kind of mentioned this already. Cooldown is increased on her Imperial Sigil, so her uh, throwing out the, or not being able to throw out her heal as much. Yeah, this is, and that's gonna, she still ends up at the same place, it's still an eight second cooldown. Uh, just, it nerfs her a little more in the early game, um, which is, I, like, they keep making changes to Lyra, and it keeps, it's like, a thorn on the bottom of my foot that I just can't get out every time. <laughs> um, like if you, if you compare Lyra when she first came out to Lyra now, it's like a completely different hero, just the same face. Right. Um, she's already so energy hungry that early game, you can't throw out sigils that often anyway, because you're just burning energy. I don't know if this hurts as much as it looks like it's going to hurt. I think if anything, like, right, it's an extra four seconds at level It's an extra three seconds at level two. 
I think if anything, it just makes you conserve your energy better, right? Because you'll get okay. that energy regen and stuff over time. So yeah. Uh, next up is Finn. Finn's kind of a pick that is more of a counter pick, and I don't know. Recently, we've only seen him be picked uh, here and there, kind of uh, useless if he can't hit his pole, or he's you know very specific. But his polite company, Fortified Health, is increased. Uh, Finn used to be someone that was definitely meta and was played a lot. Do you think Finn is uh, will be useful in 2.8? Yeah, he's going to come back because of the skin. So, I mean, without a doubt. <laughs> Could be. That that's is true. a pretty badass skin. You know, the other thing about the skin, the new skin, is that, like, all of the animations are completely different. So it's going to be a yeah. lot hard block of quibble that's going to stun you. Um, because he's you don't actually see him jump. You don't actually see him raise his hands over his head. He just, like kind of stands there and suddenly roars to the ground. So Right. Yep. I've noticed that, that playing and, with him. Yeah. And you know, some players have told me they either wish that skins weren't allowed in competitive, which I don't think is ever going to happen because then, I mean, that helps SEMC, right? People get to see the, the new skins being shown off. Right. Um, or some players have said that they wish that there was a toggle where you could turn skins off. So, like, when you're playing, you see the regular animations. Um, I don't know if that's something that's feasible. I don't know enough programming. But when skins are giving you a competitive advantage, I think something needs to be... Like, it's like the uh, the Green Samuel skin. Right. That it's so much harder to see with the green skin than any other one. So there's something to be said about those competitive advantages there. But anyway, I'm getting way off. <laughs> Sorry, so I had to throw that in there. Yeah, here's the prediction that I'll give you. I think you will see a lot more Finn priority this season than you have in the past. Sweet. I've always liked Finn. Uh, next so. is a hero, Reza, right? Is it Reza? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Reza. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, you know, he was... Squishy early on, a lot of people said he had. They had no idea how it was going to be. I think you've mentioned to me that you, you know, high skill cap. It's kind of like Idris when he first came out. You have to figure out how to play him, and it will take maybe the pro players some time to do that. But his base health was increased. Uh, his troublemaker recovery dash delay from point two to point one. So I don't know if are we going to see Reza in this autumn season. We might as well pass on this one. I don't know. All we right. haven't seen Reza <laughs> yet, so I mean, I don't know that this change can can make the difference there. I mean, obviously, giving any is gonna make them more viable, uh, right? I I have a suspicion that I think Reza is going to probably fall along the lines of Idris, where it's going to take probably a couple of seasons. For people to truly realize his potential, if that potential is there, right? Like Reza yeah. may just be one of those potatoes that they release that never really makes it into competitive play. I personally think that he's strong, stronger than we realize right now. But I think their players have to figure out how to play him. Right. Um, that's just my suspicion. But right now, there's there's really nothing to base it on because nobody's using him. Yeah. Uh, scarf changes basically just like Celeste. He's being nerfed to target his jungle play. His clears too fast throughout the jungle. Uh, probably the same from you saying that you know that will affect his 
jungle clear speed, but he'll, he'll probably will be unaffected when it comes to his lane. I know Spitfire is, you know, decreased and his crystal ratio is down, but maybe Scarf won't be as strong considering we saw DNZO absolutely dominate with him. Yeah, I mean, I think the perk damage is the, probably the most significant one down from 10 to 8. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Scarf doesn't really stay in that basic attack range too often. He's usually just poking with Spitfires. Right. The Spitfire cooldown still ends at three seconds once you overdrive it. So, oh, they actually decreased the cooldown, didn't they? So that you're going to be able to yeah. rain out Spitfires a lot. But at the same time, that's also going to make you burn through energy a lot faster. The, the ratio, again, is 20%. That's a lot. Right, um, yeah. I won't do the math on his typical build, I promise, because his typical build is a whole bunch of different items. But <laughs> 20% is significant, right? You're taking a fifth of the damage away that he does with Spitfire. Yeah. Which is not only just going to affect the damage that you're outputting, it's also going to affect how fast you can stack your Broken Myth, right? Because the Broken Myth is, is stacked based on Oh, no, 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 I'm thinking Breaking Point. Broken Myth is just stacked yeah. based on time that you're engaged. So that doesn't change that, but 20% on the Spitfire is significant. Um, but the goop damage per second ends at the same place, right? It's reduced early game, but it still ends at 220. Yep. That's really where the, the danger from Scarf is. I think this kind of, I don't think it takes Scarf out of the meta. I think it just brings him down to kind of a level playing field. Right. Because we've probably all been in those games where, like, because his range is so ridiculous. And, like, at any time you try to get close enough to engage, you just take a Spitfire in the face. Right. So this will negate some of that, I think. Yeah, the closer you get to him, the easier it is for him to hit those and then just drop a goop on top of you. So, you know, being exactly. Or you're a player like me who scarf because he has like the slowest moving ability in the game, and it should be the easiest to dodge. And I always manage to walk right into it, no matter which way. <laughs> it's like I have a, a Spitfire magnet. <laughs> All right, we got two more heroes left. There's been a lot of heroes, so the last two changes, or the last two heroes, are Sky and Taka. Uh, Sky, we've seen around a little bit, not much, and then Taka, we really haven't seen him around as much either. He used to be played a lot. Uh, Sky's change is on forward barrage. Uh, her lock-on damage from uh, bonus crystal ratios increase, trying to you know benefit players when they do land a full lock-on barrage. And then Taka... Uh, his cooldown per stack increased 20 to 25 on whatever that word is. His house, whatever. I can't pronounce it. House. Japanese ka, word. Yeah, Kamua? Ka, I don't know. What is perk, right? That's his hero perk. That would be bro. his perk, yep. And I don't, don't even know me. what... Yeah, I don't know what his heroic perk does, so <laughs> I can't really comment on that one. Um, increasing the cooldown... What is this? So we're giving him back his old perk. Cool. Oh, okay. So I forget what the stacks do. It's the key stacks that they're talking about. Now they just last 5% longer, which is uh, which is good. Uh, you don't have to hit things. Uh, I don't know if that's enough to make him come back into meta. I do suspect that with the squishy mage, 
Mage is coming back, that we might start seeing Taka come back. But again, Taka is kind of in, there's so much CC right now. Heroes like Taka and Rona that can really be shut down by it um, are struggling right now. So, and then the Sky uh, Forward Barrage one. It uh, obviously any kind of buff is good, but I still think that with them putting so much significance on her being locked on from her forward barrage, it, she's really in a tough spot right now because. You know, and this is another reason for Finn to come back in the meta, right? Yeah. Um, you you just build heavy defense and you stand in front of her, even if she gets lo- you know, um, right. even if she gets locked on, she can she's still gonna hit whoever's in front of her. So she, I think Sky is still gonna be in a rough spot. She might have some. She's gonna become more of a niche hero where you're gonna she's going to fit into specific comps rather than just being like a dominant hero that she was before they made that change to it. All right. Well, that is all the changes for 2.8. There's a lot of changes going into a new season. Obviously SCMC is trying to shake things up. So we don't see the same exact heroes, but I'm sure we'll still see, you know, some of the dominant heroes, you know, the Vox in the lane, you know, you'll get the, the Krolls, the Glaze, in the Jungle. So it'll be interesting to see how Autumn Season does uh, turn out. We do have, obviously, the first weekend this uh, or first weekend of tournament this weekend. So that's exciting. I don't really have anything else. It's been a long episode full of information. Yeah. So much to talk about. Uh, Belligerent, do you have anything else that you want to mention? Uh, not that I can think of. I'm just excited to see where the season's going to go and the new patch and all that stuff. Right. Well, crude. Anything else from you? I do not have anything else either. So it was a good, good, uh, good episode. It, it was a good episode. So much information. Thank you so much for coming on, Belligerent. We'll have you back on soon. Good luck this season with the guys on yeah. Nova. It'll be fun to watch them play. Awesome. Appreciate it. Look forward to coming back. All right. We'll talk to you later. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to Time for Rolling. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Time for Rolling and at TFR underscore esports. Until next week for another edition of Time for Rolling.